friend, you are more powerful than you know. And your perceived differences, well, they are your superpower. Let's talk about how to maximize your strengths. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. This week's guest, y'all, is none other than Leah Jean Denley, known to many as Coach Leah. She is a philanthropist, multimedia content creator, and advisor. For those listening and not watching, well, you may not be able to tell, but she is strikingly beautiful, standing at a powerful six foot two inches. She is an advocate and co-founder of Tall Girls United. Their vision is to provide a platform and mentorship for young girls who are navigating the challenges of being tall and to empower them to celebrate and embrace their uniqueness. I am so happy that you're here. Hey, Coach Leah. Hey, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for all those kind words. And wow, thank you. I'm all those things. Wow. You are all of those things <laughs> and more. Thank you. Absolutely more. So we start every single podcast asking guests, how do they define joy? I define joy as something that's that's inside of me that no matter how I feel, mm. if I've had just a terrible day or a lot of challenges or I'm tired, I can always feel joy. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, that's something that has been gifted to me. You know, Holy Spirit does not allow for me to wallow in mm. whatever those negative feelings might be. I will always be able to find joy. And I'm so grateful. Have you always been able to overcome and not sit in those wallowing moments? I would say yes. I'm I'm the the um the ultimate optimist. Oh wow. You know, like when the the whole saying glass half full or mm -hmm. glass half empty, I'm always the half full. Like mm -hmm. always without a fault. It's almost to the point where people are like, "Okay, you're kind of sickening right now." <laughs> <laughs> with the positivity. I have found over the years too, as a coping mechanism is when things are really challenging or I'm in a dark place or just things just are not happening good mm -hmm. that I will take a moment to process it and then find whatever that learning opportunity is about that situation and go to my joyful place. Mm. And I'm like I said, it's, it's, I'm grateful for that. And I've been able to do that since I was a little girl. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, you know, when people talk about, you know, traumatic periods of their lives, I didn't really know how to define what that was. I didn't have the language for that, mm -hmm. but I did always know that I can find joy, something positive in any situation and, and I feel like that again is that coping mechanism also to overcompensate mm -hmm. so when things are like going getting out of control or again just something that I'm really struggling with mm -hmm. 
then I will overcompensate by finding that, that joyful place. And, um, almost again, almost to a point where people are like that, you're not real. That's you're, wow. you're faking that in that situation. But over time they see that that's consistent. Mm. And so then, you know, just getting to know me and knowing me for years, they're like, wow, no, that's, that is really you. I'm like, yeah, I don't know any other way to be. Mm-hmm. Was that modeled for you? Like, did you see that model, that positivity, that optimistic, was that model for you by a parent, by a grandparent? Then that's a really great question. I don't know if I was, it was necessarily modeled for me, but I was baptized at a young age, okay. eight years old. Okay. And knew at that time that I was going to be just covered. Mm. You know what I'm saying? From mm-hmm. that, from, from that point on, so that no matter whatever was going to happen to me, I was going to be covered. So that's something kind of cool to know when you're young. So if I can Absolutely. digress a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when I see little kids getting baptized, I am so overjoyed because mm-hmm. I remember that. And I look at that young child as you don't even understand how amazing your life's about to be mm. already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And because, because the, a child, you have to know when you want to be baptized, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you proclaimed um, that Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior and you understand that because right. that's the only reason that you should be able to get baptized. Mm-hmm. Right. And so by seeing other children proclaim that and then now be able to own their own type of, of joy, mm-hmm. you know, even if, again, even if they can't necessarily articulate it. And I don't think early on I could articulate it, but I knew that there was something inside of me that was going to enable me to be at peace or find something wonderful um, about what was happening to me, even if it was terrible mm. at that time. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. Are you guys subscribed? <laughs> because Coach Leah is already inspiring all of us, if you're not optimistic, to find moments of gratitude in every day. And I hope that this podcast can be a source of joy for you every week. So go ahead, click the subscribe button and let this podcast add to your joy every week. Coach Leah, everyone has things about them that make them unique or different, but not everyone knows how to harness their power in their uniqueness, but you have standing six foot two. When did you realize that you were tall? Uh, pro- well, at a very young age in <laughs> kindergarten, I think I was as tall as my kindergarten teacher. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Um, in kindergarten and, um, was running around. I have an aunt, um, auntie fee, and she's my mother's youngest sister, and she's five foot tall. And so I was as tall as her, you know, getting ready to go to school. And I would play in her shoes so I could wear her shoes as well. Her little, and she would have these high heel shoes, and my feet were already, I uh, was already at a size six in women then as well. Pretty much my entire life, I've known that I'm standing ahead, head and shoulders many times above many of my classmates and many adults. Mm. Yeah. So um, I, I learned later in life that 
people over, that are six foot and taller are taller than 90% of the human population. Had you always realized that your height was an asset and not a liability? So that's an interesting question because it depends on the perspective. Mm -hmm. It depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I can give you some real life examples of of, uh, where it's maybe uh, a liability Mm -hmm. (laughs) is when you're just doing normal things like purchasing furniture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the average person can go anywhere and not even think twice about if something sits too low or too high, Mm -hmm. maybe too high if they're shorter. Right. But as a tall person, you always are keeping that into consideration into consideration because many times if it's too low, then you're going to be uncomfortable. And then somebody like me, because I have very long legs, I have a very average torso, almost to a petite torso, Mm -hmm. but very long legs. Um, And so to sit down on something really low and then have my knees almost hitting me in my right then thank you for having these amazing <laughs> pub stools for this this is great i love it another liability could be and it wasn't so much for me because the people in my tribe and my community young caught it pretty quick is when and you've probably seen this when you have a taller person and they're slumped over just trying to make themselves just small as mm, possible right mm-hmm. and the reason is is because of it's kind of a spatial thing and you realize that you're in a space and you're taking up a lot of that space. You're feeling like, well, I don't want to take up a lot of space. And then I also don't want to stand out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so you naturally just kind of slump over. You put yourself to the level of the majority of the people that are in the space with you. Right. So which is terrible. <laughs> so when I was about 11 or 12, my aunts and, and my mom would just, you know, she would just be you know, stand up, stand up. And I would, and, but I still had this thing where my shoulders just kind of still went down. I'd sit up, but my shoulders were still down. I can't even really do it anymore because I've spent so much of my life standing up and be trying to be tall. Right. And then I started taking modeling lessons. And so that was so cool because that's when I started really feeling good about my stature Mm -hmm. and that and knowing that in the modeling industry, people want you to be tall. At 12 years old, I'm already 5'9", though. Wow. Which is the average height of a model. Mm-hmm. So, but then guess what happens? I keep growing. So now I'm considered too tall for modeling. Who would have thought right. that I would be too tall to be a model? Okay. But, yeah, so there, even though you see a lot of really strikingly beautiful tall women they're still not quite six foot tall if they're a professional model. There are some now, but back when I was growing up, um, there weren't any. Mm. But um, So I'm saying that to say I was really happy that early on I learned how to have a, 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 a straighter, straighter, taller posture and learn how to strut, which was <laughs> completely amazing. And I was able to, you know, years later teach others and, and do some runway stuff. And so that was always fun. But yeah. Excellent. I love that. <laughs> so when was the game of basketball introduced? And how did that change the course of your life? So basketball, <laughs> basketball was introduced, it was actually not my first sport. My first sport was speed skating. I'm sorry. You know, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Minnesota. And so, you know, there's tons of hockey and, you know, ice rinks and things in, in the community. 
And I've always been an athlete, like just love just being active and things of that nature. And, um, and so I liked racing, you know, I'd, I'd race the boys and the girls, but pro- mostly the boys around, you know, in neighborhood doing little races. Uh-huh. And, and so I did a little bit of track and field, but I didn't even do the track and field till after I was doing on a team or something organized until I joined the speed skating uh, club at the park near my home and uh, Phelps Park shout out <laughs> <laughs> South Side. But um, but anyway, and so I got a pair of skates and learned how to speed skate because the Minneapolis Parks and Rec would have a citywide race. And so I was training for this speed skating. So I was just learning how to just really skate fast in a circle and all the things that you probably seen on the Olympics and so on and so forth. Well, before I could even get to my first race, get to my first speed skating competition, one of the directors at the park said, so Leah, across the street, they're doing a basketball uh, trial. I need you to go over there. Because again, I'm already a tall girl, mm-hmm. right? And I was seven, about seven years old at the time. And so I go across the across the, the way and, and get into the practice and they're, you know, shooting baskets and whatnot. And I'm, I'm trying to shoot a basket. I'm terrible, <laughs> but I was, I could jump again. I'm real athletic. So mm-hmm. I could jump and I was fast as so I played really great defense. I could rebound. I learned how to, you know, catch and grab onto a basketball. And so I could do that. Wasn't so good at shooting, but that, I didn't need to be good at shooting at that age, but that's where I kind of was first introduced to basketball. I didn't really get on any teams until middle school I played some kind of you know your street the street ball Mm -hmm. you know out out at the park you know right the the parks and playgrounds and things of that nature but in middle school was when I first got on a team and so I made the junior varsity for high school Mm -hmm. even when I was still even in middle school wow so still wasn't good though I was terrible (laughs) With, as far as scoring, mm-hmm. that's where I really saw, actually with all athletics is where I felt a really good sense of pride and confidence. Mm. I mean, I was bullied as a, as a child, bullied mm. as a kid because of my height, wow. primarily. Mm-hmm. And I would get chased home, which is probably why I was fast. I mean, you know, because kids can be cruel, right. you know, and so, um, but, you know, and I never fought back. I just would run and they couldn't catch me. So I was fine, you know, mm-hmm. but when it came to athletics, though, I was always one of the first picked whether it was a boy or a girl mm-hmm. to be on, you know, when you pick teams. So I was always one of the first picked and it just, you know, it gave me a sense of be, be, being able to have friends in yeah. the neighborhood. You know, we still the bullies were still going to be the bullies, mm-hmm. but overall, I was accepted and had friends and, you know, that kind of thing. And we were all just played, played all the games that I, you know, I wish my own children were able to play um, just out in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. you know, the kickball, the, the flag football, the, or the touch football, uh, the pom-pom pull away. I mean, all these, do you even know any of these games? You lost me a pom-pom football. I'm not even going (laughs) Kickball got you, pom pom. I was just gonna nod on that. Okay, nod and nod it on out. Right, right. All, well, they were all really fun games to play in the neighborhood, out in the street, or on somebody's large lot. You know, that didn't have a house on it. You just mm-hmm. you commandeered it, and that was where the kids played. You know, that kind of thing. And gotcha. So yeah, but yeah. So that's kind of where the whole thing of 
of loving basketball started primarily was in middle school when I was, oh, well, you're not going to play on the, on the seventh grade team. We're putting you on junior varsity. I was like, wait, what? What an experience that was. Because now I'm just thrust in the midst of high school, you know, high school girls and things all the time. And then same thing happened for eighth grade. By ninth grade, I was on, put on the varsity team. Mm. And that was even a pretty interesting experience because I still wasn't very good at scoring, mm. but could do everything else really, really well. And I guess, you know, the coaches at the time saw that I had the ability to, to learn fast and to, you know, and then I always, always was really good with doing my best, you know, trying hard mm-hmm. and, you know, not giving up and, and things of that nature. And so the, having the right, I guess, attitude to be on a, a team at that level, I had that mm-hmm. at a younger age, but I was again around a lot girls, a lot older than me mm-hmm. all the time. And they didn't always like when the little young girl was getting, you know, a, attention or, the time they're playing time mm-hmm. that things like that so um but I, I i'm happy i went through that experience because obviously full circle when i'm now working with young players and i identify when somebody's young and very talented i talk to them about what that experience is what they should expect mm-hmm. but then also if i'm the there if i'm the coach of them and have the other older girls that are also participating on the team I explained to everybody why it's so important that everybody understand their role on the team and feel good about what that is and not think that somebody is taking quote-unquote taking their time or taking their opportunity away from them the opportunity is yours to earn and and do the best at what that is and if it's not necessarily playing and scoring then maybe it's being a leader on the bench maybe it's just understanding that you can bring a positive influence to that younger player. Mm-hmm. And there's way more than to life than just that basketball moment. Being able to teach young people that is, is important. Mm-hmm. And for them being able to embrace that is important because we all know it's true, but as adults, we, well, some adults still don't get it, but that's <laughs> um, we know that that's, that that's Absolutely. true. Right. But if a younger person is able to embrace it and then now be able to live out their life, just look at how many productive citizens we're helping to put on the planet, mm-hmm. to have be on the planet. Yeah. So you've spoken about the importance of mentorship. I want to talk about self-esteem and owning your own voice and story. How are you using your voice to tell your story? You know, it's intentional Mm. because I've learned that if I don't, who will? Mm. If I've been given a platform or given an opportunity to make an impact, to make a difference, and I don't, I'm basically telling God that I'm not trying to do what he's purposed me to do. I'm really not trying to tell God that. (laughs) I mean, I'm just not. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so to to just, I guess, understand your purpose and your call Mm -hmm. and help somebody else understand the responsibility with that. Mm -hmm. When I, you know, when I started one of my youth programs with my nonprofit, I would tell young girls that you're different for a reason Mm -hmm. and you're going to get opportunities that others 
in your peer group may not have. And you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And I also, specifically with my tall girls, mm-hmm. I always tell them that you have to own the fact that people are going to be always seeing you always watching you mm. you know i tell the joke that like you can't pick your nose because somebody is about to see you just picture you just picked your nose mm. some random person because they're <laughs> looking at you yeah <laughs> you know and so but it's a real thing and to not feel self-conscious about that when somebody's staring at you and they will mm-hmm. just smile yeah just smile if they say something that's weird or inappropriate you can just bring it to their attention that that was inappropriate mm-hmm. and I would hope that in the future maybe you would say x y and z you know because the the, the comment of boy you sure are tall mm-hmm. you are sure you you are so tall how am I supposed to really respond to that right we're literally doing this whole Tall Girls United conference around the, that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be just for us to help with strategies and tools. We want our height challenged brothers and sisters to know as well, to be, to hear the dialogue, to know the challenges so that maybe they can respond in a better way. Mm-hmm. To be um, allies. Uh, and yeah, and I don't even know if it's an ally, but just to, be more aware mm. of and aware for themselves. Why did I just say that? Did I say that? Cause I didn't have anything else to say. Mm. Yeah, Is there yeah, something yeah. else about that individual that I probably wanted to say, but didn't No, I did, couldn't find the words or the voice that mm-hmm. going back to me, you say having a voice. I also feel like it's my responsibility to help others with theirs. To have the, you know, the tools, the understanding, the self-awareness. I've been using that term a lot in my coaching uh, practice is when you're self-aware, not only do you realize something within yourself, but then you also are practically applying something that you've learned in those, in your toolbox as well. So I don't, I didn't want to really spin it into another. No, that's so good. (laughs) So, so good. Y'all, I wish (laughs) I had more time which coach Leah, because you can already tell not only is she wearing a, pur- a beautiful purple hat, but she wears <laughs> so many different hats. She is an expert in so many different levels and an advocate and can speak on so many different topics, which only means what she has to come back and share with us again. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> But before we, before she leaves this time, we have to ask her the one question we ask every guest. As you continue to pray and seek the Lord on the next phase of your joy journey, would you dare share your hope? I will specifically ask, as you all are planning for this year's Talls United Conference, what is your hope for the conference? this year and where you hope for it to grow over the next five years excellent question and thank you for asking that for this year because our mission is really simple to unite tall girls and women and tall girls and women organizations not just nationally but globally Mm -hmm. right 
we're not really trying to be a membership organization ourselves. Mm -hmm. We just want to be kind of a mechanism to unite others, to help with strategies and maybe a, a hub for where people can kind of voice their, their thoughts and, and then be able to have other people that are tall women and girls to then say, Oh, I'm definitely not the only one. Mm -hmm. And Oh, that's how they, 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 how, that's how they handled that challenge. I'm going to try that. Or that's where they bought those really cute jeans that <laughs> didn't, that didn't come up above their ankle. I'm shopping there. Or, Oh, that person over there makes a, has a furniture line that I can actually go into the store and mm. know that, that it's going to be excellent quality. And, they're going to have something that works in my home that I want things taller and higher. And we can get into a whole nother conversation about that okay. <laughs> another time. This year, we for sure want to just get our name and our organization out there, Tall Girls United. You can go to tallgirlsunited.com to just kind of learn about more about us and any of our events and activities, our brunches. Our local brunches are amazing. We're going to have the ultimate brunch when we get to Dallas for our, for our upcoming conference. And so we want people to attend that. We want everyone to attend that, mm -hmm. not just tall women. We, we consider that, you know, for sure, if you're a tall woman, come and find your tribe. Yeah. Cause we're here. Right. But we, again, want to invite others that will see what's catering the tall women that we can. And then now I will use the word ally mm -hmm. and, you know, help to advocate and be an ally for our tall sisters, right? Absolutely. So there's that. Over the next few years, we want to build out our mentoring program where we are going to be selecting through my Diamond in the Rough Colloquium and Diamond in the Rough Fellowship, young girls that are between the ages of 12 and 16 that are already six foot tall. Mm. Both my daughters were that. You know, wow. they're adults now. Chelsea is my eldest daughter. She's 6'3". My youngest daughter, Monet, is six, four and a half. Okay. But when they were 12, they were already six foot tall. Wow. And so I feel like they were fortunate to have me as their mom. And then I still surrounded them around other tall women mm -hmm. intentionally because I wanted them to not have to just hear from their mom mm -hmm. how, to, how to feel good in their space and in their body, but others that are tall as well. But we really want to do our fellowship, embrace our tall little sisters, and then match them with who? Other tall women that are professionals that want to hold space for them, right? Absolutely. And so I'm excited, super excited about that. I literally, as I was coming to this interview, a friend of mine out of Coach Joseph Foster out of, out of uh, Columbus, Georgia, one of the most prolific uh, sports or basketball scouts and directors, I, wa I want to say globally, I'm, so I'm going to, for sure in this country, hmm. uh, uh, nationally, but globally, he's well, very well known, sent me a video of a, of a is she 12 or 13? And she's 6'5". Wow. So she is somebody who definitely we want to be able to embrace yeah, because, absolutely. you know, I have a goddaughter out of New York. Her name is Lisa Blair and she's six, eight. I met her when she was 12 and when she was six, two at 12. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, we know that these young girls out here could benefit from having mm -hmm. mentors and, sure. and, yeah. and it's not even about just basketball. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, we want to embrace any young person and, and any woman doing anything. Absolutely. And we know that a lot of us are in athletics or played basketball. Mm -hmm. And so we'll kind of start there to, and then grow 
grow our base from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. thank you so much. If you have been inspired or if you are a tall or want to learn more, you know, some tall girls or women that need to be involved, need the community, please, please, please reach out. How can they, if they need mentorship and they want to reach out directly to you, how can they get in touch with you more directly? Um, very good. So I'm getting better with Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. Okay. And you can follow me at Coach Leah 40. Okay. So Coach, C-O-A-C-H-L-E-A-H-4-0 on both Twitter and Instagram. Okay. You can go to Tall Girls United on Instagram. But they, they say now, we, we on the gram. We All on right. the gram. And that's Tall underscore Girls with an S underscore United. So that's where we are on Instagram. Or you can just obviously put in the search engine. Our cute little logo with a giraffe whose head is sticking out of the the, the emblem. Okay. That's us. A giraffe is our is our spirit animal. So I love it. Yeah. And then just really quick, uh, my website is where you can learn more about the fellowship. So that's coachlea.net basketball, N-E-T. And when you go there, you can find anything that has to do with the diamonds and the rough fellows any of our past diamond and love diamond in a rough alum as well as any of the rest of our programs um there just click on the programs and then there's a chat bubble you can always just talk to me directly there as well excellent 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 i told y'all <laughs> she has her hand in everything and is doing great great work everything she mentioned will be in the description of this video so please do everything you can to support her great work if you have been inspired please be sure to like share and uh, share this video leave a comment in the video um, and subscribe to the channel and until we gather again every single Thursday may God increase your joy grant you strength for the journey and give you the courage to tell your story bye friends <laughs> <laughs>